Hey, moms, dads, and grandparents. This is Sandra Beck from Military Mom Talk Radio, and I know how hard it is to provide a great education for military kids. K-12 believes every child is uniquely brilliant. So to prepare them for college and succeed beyond high school, they deserve an education designed just for them. Learn more at k12.com front slash grade about enrollment. A child's brilliance comes in many forms. Some are curious, others inventive, some are analytical. K-12 is a full-time, tuition-free, online option to traditional public school. Taught by state-certified teachers, schools powered by K-12 provide an individualized education, enhancing your child's ability to succeed. K-12 programs teach to and embrace your child's unique brilliance. Students from K-12-powered schools go on to fine colleges and universities, enhancing their ability to succeed in life. Be part of the community of families who have succeeded with a tuition-free online K-12 education. K-12 welcomes students from grade K to 12. Visit k12.com front slash grade or call 855-628-9531 for more information about enrolling. That's k12.com front slash grade. Global Broadcasting Networks presents Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are radio strong. Military Mom Talk Radio is sponsored in part by K-12. No matter where our military families are, K-12 enhances your child's ability to succeed. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, military moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and today we're going to be covering some tough topics, Rob. We're going to talk (laughs) about grief and how to get through the holidays. Now, we're coming up on the Christmas holidays, but I think this show is very timely, Rob, in that it'll stand uh, for any holiday uh, that you have with respect to grief and the military family, and whether it's a birthday, it could be Easter, it could be (laughs) whatever holiday is important to you or celebrated in your house we're going to be talking about the framework of christmas and we know that our shows run you know 24 7 in perpetuity so if you're listening today it's about how to get through any benchmark really it could be a wedding anniversary it could be a birthday uh it could be lots of different holidays but for the sake of today we're going to talk about christmas and thanksgiving and you know hanukkah and and you know those holidays celebrated this time of year that we're doing the recording Right. You know, I think Thanksgiving was the one holiday that was the hardest for me after I lost my mom, uh, in that that seems to be such a home-centered holiday, um, even more so than birthdays, because at least on her birthday or on... uh, on other loved ones that we've had, we still have the same birthday cake that they liked, or we still have a little tradition um, that it, that sort of brings a smile. But somehow Thanksgiving was the one that gripped me the most. 
So it's true. It, it doesn't matter what the holiday is for you personally. Uh, it, it just could be the, <laughs> the first day of the month because you got to do something because the, uh, the Social Security check came or whatever. <laughs> well, and, you know, I love that you put it that way because, you know, it, 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 it changes. And, mm-hmm. and I will say it changes from year to year. That's the funny thing oh, about sure. grief. Like, you know, the first year that my mom was gone, you know, I, and, and, you know, and it's funny, we talk about, you know, my divorce too. The first year, mm-hmm. It was really strange for me because now birthdays are a huge thing in my house. So, mm-hmm. you know, the birthday was much harder, you know, because what's funny is for Thanksgiving and Christmas, I have little kids, so I am so busy. I didn't yeah. have any of the grief stuff on the big holidays. It was the smaller, more intimate ones that yeah. caused me difficulty. And then what was funny is as my kids have gotten older, Christmas is less stressful. You know, I mean, there's a lot less to do Yeah, because um, I'm not doing a lot of the things I did when they were small so I feel it more so it really you know it's one of those things where the stuff we're going to be learning and talking mm-hmm. about today you know it really does change over time and it, the situations change but this the 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 stuff we're dealing with doesn't and I think too when we're talking about grief it doesn't always mean um a death in as although I know Judy Brizendine's book was certainly centered and, and was um written after she had this great loss but it could be a loss of a former life style sometimes when soldiers come back or, or troops come back they may have injuries or they may have some difficulties and challenges that bring them to a new life moving forward they are not always the same they certainly have um their life but they may have a different life and i think getting through that is always so challenging it is challenging and i think we should get right to the heart of the matter um i'd like to bring on judy brizendine and to have her talk a little bit about her book and her work she's been a guest on our show before but for those of you who haven't listened to the episode you can go back and find it on itunes just go to military mom talk radio and look up judy brizendine you can also find her on our toginet uh station t-o-g-i-n-e-t.com you can also look on our our military mom talk radio and again the name is judy Brizendine, and we're going to bring her on. She's one of our grief experts, one of our two Judies today that are going to talk about grief in the military family. So, Judy, welcome to the show. I'd like you to tell our guests what you do and what your relationship has been with the military. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be back again. Um, I was a military wife for over 20 years. My husband um, was in the Marine Corps, was a career military officer, and so um, I you know, that was a, a huge part of my life for many, many years. And soon after he retired, he died suddenly. And a few years after that, I wrote the book about Stunned by Grief. And um, just in an attempt to really help people understand about grief, because um, a lot of the difficulty with grief other than obviously the pain that you're going through is the fear and the um, immobility really um, be- because you don't understand what it is or, or what to do or, um, you know, you're just um, immobile. And so uh, this book really gives um, an inside look in the simplest terms of, of grief and 
what to do and how to get through it and and tips to you know to really move you forward and and so you don't get stuck there mm-hmm. I know Judy um, some women may not have uh, some households are set up that the fellas does all of the bookkeeping or the wife does all of the bookkeeping and when you said fear that reminded me of my neighbor because she had lost her husband at a rather young age it was not military but nonetheless a loss is a loss and she had not been sort of the prime person in her household finances and that fear was just exacerbated with panic not knowing the first steps of of what even to do and i'm sure you must hear that from people too like i don't know where the life insurance is i don't know who to turn to um that must be a difficult to process it is very difficult and yes i've heard it certainly more than once mm-hmm. um a lot of times you know spouses discover something that they they didn't expect you know or they just like you said they haven't been involved and so they don't know what to do and um you know oftentimes we're afraid to ask for help and you know help is available and you know people that we trust and people who love us want to help so you know i i would just really encourage people to seek help when something like that happens you know you're not really um at your best mentally at that time you know a lot of times there's confusion and you're just not thinking clearly the way you normally do and someone else can step in and and really you know help in a way that you're possibly not able to at that time mm yeah Well, and I think it's interesting you guys are talking about like not knowing what to do. Um, I want to throw in that, you know, there's so many different layers of grief. You know, there's the grief that, you know, you lost your person in your life, whoever that person may be. But there's also this other weird thing that I want to bring up and, you know, get Judy's take on it. One of the things that I felt was that I felt all these weird feelings like, you know, I, I, I fast forwarded to my, you know, my kids were little at the time. When, when my mom died and I got divorced but all I could think of is oh my god on their wedding days my mom won't be there their dad it's going to be a crisis and he'll have his whatever wife he's on then and you know I kept going to all these different things in the future I didn't really go to the past and it was just all these little teeny losses that mounted up with the big loss you know it's fear again Sandra mm-hmm. because we don't know what's in the future and we have no idea of knowing and so we project you know what if what if what if this happens what if that happens and you know sometimes we just really have to get a hold of our head and and you know just come back to center you know and and let not think too far in the future and not allow our minds to 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 keep going there because you know, we'll just put ourselves into a downward spiral when we do that. And we do have more control than we sometimes think we do, you know, about our thoughts, about what, you know, where we're going and, and what what to do. And that's a time to really rein in those negative thoughts and those, um, you know, fearful thoughts and focus on 
the here and now. You know, what can I do right now? What is a small step I can take? You know, there are always lots of good things going on in in our lives at the same time that, you know, something devastating is going on and we tend when that when that's happening and, and I've done it myself, we've all done it, we tend to focus on the devastation that's going on and forget about everything else good that's going on. And sometimes we just have to remind ourselves, you know, it's not all about the bad thing that's happening right now there's still a lot of good and try to focus on that and get our heads back in you know in a place where you know we're in a more positive uh, state and we can move forward in a more positive direction and not be stuck there did you judy um and i know we've asked this before did you always journal? So was writing your book, and we've only got about a minute before the break. Did you start writing your book uh, or start writing even before your loss, or did you really go into um, this as a cathartic method? I really didn't journal my entire life. And mm. so the journaling really started um, when I got involved in a grief support group, that was really the beginning of it because that was something we were encouraged to do. And um, sure. it's just something that's unbelievably powerful, you yeah. know, not just for adults, but for kids. Oh, and, absolutely. And we can talk about how to approach all of this with our children, too, on the other side of the break. We're here today with Judy Brizendine, author, blogger, and speaker. Her book is... Um, Stunned by Grief, and on the other side of the break, we're going to welcome Judy Davis, the Direction Diva. She has been with us as well. She's a motivational speaker and a lifestyle blogger, a military life consultant, and co-founder of Living Through Crisis. We're delighted to have both Judys with us today for a powerful conversation, so do stay tuned. We'll be right back. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginhead.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction Hour. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. It's Marching traditional American breakfast, including fried egg, bacon, toast, and potatoes, must seem really heavy to the rest of the world. When my husband and I were in the Amazon, our breakfast consisted of crocodile, deep-fried piranha, and bananas. I can assure you, I ate pretty lightly. For breakfast in Russia, some people enjoy a spoonful of jam in their tea. 
Now that sounds yummy. What's a word for a person who loves jam? A posiwala. What's another word for weak tea? Whack rowdy dow. Salamagundi was originally an English dish of chopped meat, anchovies, and eggs, garnished with onions, lemon juice, oil, and condiments. Mornings at our house are too hectic to go to all that trouble for breakfast. I'm scrambling just to get some eggs on the table. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd, and we are talking about loss, whether your loss is from a divorce, whether it's from a death, whether it's from a deployment, because all of those things affect our family members, and we've been visiting with Judy Brizantine, and we're about to bring in Judy Davis, so we're going to have the dueling Judys on. Uh, Judy is the Direction Diva, and she has a new book that's recently come out, Rob, uh, so I'm excited to help her promote that. Uh, Judy... Uh, let's see how there we go. Judy Davis, are you with us? I am. Thanks so much for having me, Sandy and Robin. And great to see you again, Judy B. <laughs> Judy B and Judy D. So, Judy Davis, would you please introduce yourself for the guests that are just joining us and didn't hear uh, our recent broadcast? You guys can find Judy Davis uh, by typing in Military Mom Talk Radio and Judy Davis, and it will come up. Uh, so, Judy, I'd like you to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your book so our listeners know who they're listening to. Okay. Well, like you said, I've known by the military community as the Direction Diva, and I'm a motivational speaker and author and advocate for military families. Um, you know, my book talks about how to find your way when military life turns you upside down, kind of dealing with the emotional side of military life, um, helping people just deal and navigate that stress and the chaos and the challenges that we deal with on a regular day-to-day basis. So that's what the book is about, and um, I advocate a lot for our teen community um, in suicide awareness, suicide ideation, depression, and addiction, and helping families understand what the key things to look out for in their children are. And I love the topic we're talking about today in the holidays. It seems like that's a big stressor for a lot of families. It certainly is. And Judy, uh, could you give the name of your book again, just because I want people to be sure to know that it's hot on the bookshelves? Yes, it's called Right Side Up, Mm -hmm. Find Your Way When Military Life Turns You Upside Down. And you can get it at militaryfamilybooks.com or on Amazon. Oh, wonderful. Mm -hmm. And was this a product of all of the things that you've been hearing from people during your... um, tour and and, uh, the people that you've met during your speaking engagements, or was this really something that had been brewing in you for quite a while? No, it actually came out from me doing everything wrong when we came back in the military. (laughs) Um, You know, my husband, after a 19-year break in service, decided to come back in, and um, I thought as a spouse of, you know, We had been married for 17 years. We had teenage children, and I thought military life would just be this cakewalk because I had walked the walk and had raised my kids, you know, kind of a thing. And, boy, did I learn a lot of new lessons. So (laughs) 
you know, the book is really about all the things that I needed, the tools and um, coping strategies that helped me get through those first years. And even now, I use them every day, depending on what we're facing as a military family. And it's, you know, it's a roller coaster ride that we go through. And I love that my book can be a toolbox that can people can refer back to over and over, no matter if they are a new spouse or a veteran spouse. There's something in there that can help you get through a challenge. Yeah, it and it is a challenge. And like you say, I think stress is probably the one thing that we all deal with differently, but yet we all have to face it and find the best way to get through. So I guess one of the best things is to hear how some of the strategies you have in dealing with that stress is so important, um, especially during deployments. When we And then during reintegration, there's that that stress of having to re readjust all of the things that you just got used to. <laughs> exactly. And it's you know, we have to put on so many different hats. That's that's the thing that I hear from families all the time. It's like the minute that they think that they have a certain situation kind of under their belt and they know how to deal with it, something new comes up and flips them over, you know, and, and literally turns them upside down. And it's like starting over again um, with needing those new reference tools. And this life is it's bumpy, and you get your bumps and bruises and things like that. And I think that, you know, when we talk about resiliency, it's really about being flexible and being able to um, find and seek out new ways to handle situations that this time might be just a little bit different. Even though you've been through deployment before, you've been through reintegration, you're not the same person you were back then. You have different skills. Your children are at different ages. Your your support system is a different support system. So you have to be flexible in your um, in the way you handle things. And I think that's hard. I, I think that that's what makes it so hard. But Judy Brissentine, uh, I would like you to weigh in. Well, I think resilience is of key importance because, you know, we get into, we tend to get into a mindset of doing things the way we've always done them, seeing things from the perspective we always have. And if we can just tweak our mind a little bit and open up to, looking at things in a new way, um, being open to, you know, most of the time we're not really, um, we don't really necessarily embrace change all that much. We like to, you know, get into our pattern that's easy and that we are familiar with, but we can't always do that. And if we can, you know, just try to see things from a different perspective and be open to change, because anytime there's a loss, regardless of what kind of loss it is, change is involved. And there's, you know, we have to, over time, adapt to that change. Um, and, and so we have to change. And if we can just get to a place where we can embrace that a little more instead of, you know, fighting it, it will make those transitions so much easier. 
Well, and I think, you guys, you know, when you have multiple changes, like I want to talk about the compounded aspect of it, because, you know, when you, Judy, you talk a lot about compound grief, and, you know, I would like you to give an example of what compound grief is and how that's kind of even exponentially multiplied over the holidays. Because I used to cry and fall apart, and I had no idea why I was crying and falling apart. Right. No, um, oftentimes there is more than one loss going on at a time. And when that happens, you know, it, it, it could be a change in your circumstance, the loss of someone you love, um, you know, just uh, any kind of a loss. And when these things happen in multiples, um, it just really explodes, I guess, the, that, you know, that whole grieving process because it's all you're already going in a million different directions your mind is you're you know you're being triggered your emotions are by all kinds of different things you don't really have a handle on where you are because there's a lot of confusion when multiple things are taking place it just kind of amps up that whole process So just to be aware, sometimes we're not even aware. Maybe we, we think of the, you know, the obvious things like, you know, if someone has died or, you know, the really obvious things, but there may be something less obvious that is a loss that you're facing too. And you might not even at first thought identify that, but, you know, stop and think about what you're going through and where, you know, where the... Um, the triggers may be coming from, and that may help you to, you know, to be able to um, face it in a more direct way. Exactly. You know, Judy, um, as military families, we often, you know, people look at our lives and think that things are so, so different, and they are to a to an extent, but we have this foundation that is very similar to our civilian counterparts that we build our life upon. And, you know, when we're talking about compounded grief or compounded situations or experiences, it's built on this foundation that is cracked because of everything that goes on. You know, every deployment, every separation, every PCS, there's grief associated with it. And, you know, so it puts these little cracks into our foundation that makes it difficult for us to move forward. And mm. um, and so often, like Judy Berzendine was just saying, you know, what we're dealing with today and how we feel about it, oftentimes it's like reverting back to that, all those experiences that cause those same exact feelings, and they all come rushing forward, creating this intense experience that we're facing now that in our brains shouldn't be so bad, but because of the compound effect of everything that we've been dealing with over time, mm. it becomes more challenging to deal with. <laughs> Judy, we're going to need to take a break, a commercial break. And on the other side of the break, I'd like to both focus on uh, a couple of steps that are going to help us through, whether it be making sure we find journaling or setting short-term goals or some of the things that are good tools that we can get ourselves through whatever it is that's keeping us from moving forward. Judy Brizendine and Judy Davis are our guests. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. Well, the U.S. sure has experienced torrential thunderstorms, lightning, and flooding recently. Thunderstorms, otherwise known as cockeyed bobs, can be pretty scary. What's the fear of thunder and lightning called? Astrophobia. Years ago, Roy Sullivan, a Virginia Park Ranger, was struck by lightning seven different times and lived to tell about it. Lightning struck his head through his hat, set his hair on fire, and burned his eyebrows off. The current from the lightning traveled through both legs and blew his shoes off. The final lightning bolt hit him while fishing, and he was hospitalized for chest and stomach burns. Believe it or not, Roy Sullivan managed to recover from seven lightning strikes, but later died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound as a result of loneliness, otherwise known as azagophrenia. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Robin Boyd and this is Military Mom Talk Radio and we are visiting with the dueling Judys. We have Judy Brizendine and Judy Davis and we are talking about how to navigate the holidays, uh, especially with respect to grief and change and grief can come from divorce, from death, from deployment. Uh, there's a whole lot of reasons to grieve. Um, and to to have to adjust to changes for the holidays that that we may not be accustomed to, and I think it's very hard, you guys, especially when you have deep seated traditions. Um, I know in my house, I come from an immigrant household, uh, German and Ukrainian, on you know each side, and we have very very solid traditions that have been carried down for generations. And when those things can't happen, uh, there's a little bit of a adjustment, an upset, a, a railing against the what is um and you know it's all well and good to talk about long-term solutions for these things that things get better with time you know we hear that thing over and over but when we think about like what can we do today to change our mindset to change our expectations because i think that's what it's all about a lot of this is about expectations so i'm going to go to judy davis first to talk about you know what are some short-term things we can do to help us get through the holidays 
Well, you know, I, I think you hit it on the head. I think that, you know, we need to understand that when we're dealing with a situation that is, um, you know, based in grief, whether it's deployment or death or, you know, just a difference in our life circumstance, we, we need to allow ourselves to understand that it's okay to change tradition. And that doesn't mean that our holidays won't be good. You know, like you said, we, we're so steeped in tradition that sometimes we feel if we don't follow through on those things, we won't have a good holiday or it's not as good as it should be. So first is just one is to allow yourself to be flexible and allow yourself to just be okay that things might be different. Um, and I think that the best way to do that, what I see has worked so well with a lot of families that I talk to and work with, is to plan out this holiday season like you're starting with a clean slate. Um, you know, sit your kids down, especially if your spouse is deployed or something, and sit your kids down and say, hey, listen, you know, this year is going to be different. And we want to do something that makes us walk away knowing that we had a wonderful holiday season and we were together and we got the meaning of it. You know, however, that, what that works for your family. And then ask everybody, what are the two things that you must have happen for the holiday season to feel good? And for, you know, we did this on my husband's last deployment, and I was shocked at the things that my kids said. I expected them to say, you know, big presents and going out with dad doing this and this and this, and it was making cookies together. It was driving around for light, looking mm-hmm. at all the different lights. There were a lot of different traditions that I didn't think were so key because I thought it was different. So when I asked my kids, so that would be the key that I would say, ask your children what are the two things they want and be open to changing everything because it will be different. And the more you're okay with different, the more your kids will be. I know I've heard more and more um, families do something intentionally different every year and have the kids be a part of that new thing, that something new. And it could be that you never do have a serious loss in your lives, but it helps the kids look forward to something new. And when tradition does have to change, that's not a horrible thing. That is something that they can embrace a lot more easily. Yes, I agree. Mm. Judy Brizendine, do you feel that we are our biggest um, ones to hold uh, guilt over our heads and we're probably our biggest um, barrier. <laughs> I think that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. We're, we're harder on ourselves, I think, than anybody is on us. And we tend to buy into those guilt feelings for whatever reason. You know, I would say <laughs> abandon that, let go of those guilt feelings. You know, I totally agree with what Judy said one thing that's really important um, is to plan ahead. You know, don't just leave plans up in the air thinking that, you know, something will materialize that's going to make everything all right when the time comes. Do intentionally plan ahead. And these don't have to be elaborate plans, you know, but just uh, make some plans. Just don't allow yourself to be by yourself. 
But the thing about traditions, you know, we all have traditions that we hold dear. Just because we change things this year, uh, a lot of things, or we abandon some of those traditions that we love, doesn't mean that we can't pull some of those things back in in the future. But I think it's so mm. important to think outside the box. And, I mean, it was one of the things that really got me through the first Thanksgiving and Christmas um, by just deciding to do something entirely different. And um, it, it made such a difference in the life of my family that Christmas. So I would say just, you know, try to think outside the box and do get into the mindset of it's okay to change and, you know, give yourself something to really look forward to that is different for a change. Right. And I and I think so, and to add to what Judy is saying, is I think that so often um, the holidays bring with it an anxiety sometimes about certain events or certain family situations or things like that. And you know, I would just encourage people to not be afraid to um, be a little bit, I guess not to put yourself as a priority, put you and your children or you and your spouse as a priority during the holiday season and, you know, stand your ground, decline invitations or, you know, embrace unique opportunities. Think about who you're going to be with. Like Judy said, plan, 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 especially if you're talking about reintegration or, you know, anything like that. It's not about just winging it. Stand your ground about what it is you need as a family unit, and you will be happier no matter what changing situation comes in and out each year. Well, and I think, don't you think, girls, that it's better to to tell people, like, you know, I know there were a couple times, like, you know, there was a New Year's thing that I just, I couldn't do it. I had agreed to do it. I said I would go, you know, and I called up and canceled at the last minute. And that was actually better for me to just cancel and let my friends know, like, I'm not up to it, even though they kind of were like, come on, come on, you really need it, you really need it. But the fact was, I really didn't need it. I knew myself, and that to say no kept me from forcing myself the whole evening and then all my friends would know that I was forcing it so you're actually doing everybody a favor by backing out even if it's at the last minute <laughs> mm-hmm. just to tag on to that a little bit I would say remove as much pressure as you possibly can and if that means saying no to certain things um, you know what's best for you and your family and a lot mm-hmm. of times we kind of get pulled into things that we really don't want to do or um, it's just not right for, for that time. So whatever you have to do to, is, to remove as much pressure as you can, I say do it, and it will make your holiday that much easier to handle and more pleasant. Mm-hmm. And I see we, so often oh, – I'm sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say we had three minutes before the break, and I was going to ask uh, Judy Davis: Are you do you are you a proponent of making lists like a to a to do list for the day, as opposed to looking at a huge task that might be even if it's the holiday season or looking at a six month period? Um, is that something that you find helpful? I do. I, I think that the best thing to do is. In you know everything that I experience in a day, it can be looked at as a mountain. You know, yeah. I look at laundry, I look at you know writing my book, there's things like that. And one thing that I've learned over time and through experience is that you know 
nothing happens all at once. It's one thing at a time. Now, I don't tackle my massive amount of doing my website as one. I talk about each individual thing. I break it down into doable pieces that I'm willing and able to do because things get accomplished one moment, one thing at a time. So I am all about making those lists and taking something that feels so monumental and breaking it down into small enough pieces that you can really do and give yourself a you know, a feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. Um, when you're talking about Christmas, it can be something I write down, you know, Christmas dinner, morning brunch, you know, presents, <laughs> all those kind of things. And I can look at each one individually and say, does this work in my life or can I get rid of it? Or can I just get it done? You know, it helps me think things through a little bit clearer, which takes the stress away. Right. And well, I, I think- just want to chime in really quick, Rob. Yeah. Some days it's just, I wrote, I got up. I got up, I got dressed, I got showered. And you know yeah. what? And there are those days. Like, I'm always the one that gives you guys the, the you know, the worst case scenario because I feel like I'm worst case Sam over here or train wreck back. But there are some days when just getting up and getting dressed is an accomplishment. And I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. Exactly. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And I think that's where the beginning of self, um, your inner strength comes is for feeling that accomplishment rather than saying, oh my gosh, I did not get this task done. But if you have a portion of it as your goal for a day, that's the most important thing because once you start feeling stronger, then you can accomplish the things that you need to, but it's, you can also accomplish your own happiness and that's the ultimate goal. We're with Judy Brizendine today. You can find out more about Judy Brizendine at www.stunnedbygrief.com. And Judy Davis, you can find more about her at thedirectiondiva.com. Back in a moment. We'd love to hear from you. Check us out at militarymomtalkradio.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Our shows are available on iTunes anytime from 0-100 hours to 23:59. For now, stay right where you are. There's more Military Mom Talk Radio after these messages. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Togginhead.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Togginhead.com. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with lessons in joyful living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. 
Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches lessons in joyful living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we are visiting today with the dueling Judies, Judy Davis and Judy Brizantine, both accomplished women, experts in their fields, uh, authors, so you can look up their books, Judy Davis and Judy Brizantine. You can look them up on Amazon or just type their name in uh, to Google, and you'll see that there's journals and, and, and a grief book and a, and a Direction Diva book. I mean, they're so great um, for the military family. Judy uh, D. What's the upside down book title? Right side up. Right side up. Just look for the picture of the girl doing a cartwheel on the front. You'll find. I always think of the cover, and I'm like, she's upside down. So I'm like, it's the upside down book. Uh, but you know, it's just me being me. But speaking of me being me, I would like this segment to be about me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like it to be about our best practices. So I guess it is in a way uh, somewhat about me. And I'm going to talk about my best practices uh, for me personally. I know we touched a little bit on this, but I'd like to hear from my co-host Robin. I'd like to hear from the Dueling Judy some some real day-to-day best practices in getting through. And I'm going to share mine first. Um, I'm a big old crier. Like, I can cry at a commercial. And so one of the things that was hard for me with uh, respect to the to death and divorce that I was handling at the same time was crying. And I would cry at inopportune moments and I'd cry at opportune moments. And you know what? That was okay. Because recently I saw my friend Katrine who lost her uncle who was like a father to her. And we were at choir, the kids' choir practice, and she just lost it because we were singing Angels We Have Heard on High. And she was shaking and sobbing. And I realized that happened to me uh, during a similar song in church where I just lost it completely. And, you know, I didn't know what else to do. So I just told my kids, well, look, mom's really sad. She misses grandma. And when they sang like, Gloria, it's her name. And that just set me off, kids. And this is what you do when you grieve. You can cry and it's okay. And, you know, the world doesn't fall apart. And when I saw my friend Katrine, I like ran over. I gave her a big old hug and I let her cry. I didn't tell her to get it together. I didn't tell her it was time to get over it. You know, all those dumb things that people say to us uh, when we're grieving. But my best practice, I know this sounds silly, but was to cry. Cry until you can't cry anymore. And I cried in the bathtub. I cried in the shower. I cried in the car. I cried in the grocery store. I cried in the park. I mean, I had this thing where I walked every day and it was like my own personal trail of tears. But I would put on some music and I would just let it all pour out. Because when you grieve, lots of other grieving things come up. And we talked a little bit about compound grief. Um, 
But that my advice to everybody is to take that time to really cry and really feel sad and sit with your sadness because eventually it, it kind of dissipates over time. You're still going to get sad, but you've got to feel these things. And if you don't feel them, my advice is to cry until you can't cry anymore. Okay, so Rob, I'm going to go to you. <laughs> I think you're right because then you have more control, I think, as, as time goes on. My bit best practice, and I'm uh, referring back to when I was going through cancer, was to utilize those lists that we talked about in the last segment, but make it so that I had my go-to list. And I think so many times people will give you a hug when you know that you've just experienced some kind of loss, and they'll say, let me know what I can do. Well, I had that list right on my refrigerator, and I would put their name down and say, um, Rita told me she would bake supper on Thursday, and, and Mary said she would pick up the kids on Mondays and Fridays. And I would keep a list of wh- who offered me what and take them up on it without guilt and say, I, thank you so much for offering to pick up the kids next Friday. Would you be available? And then I would keep it on the fridge because I wouldn't want to call her every Friday, but I'd want to be able to rotate so that I wasn't overburdening my friends so they'd be sick every time they saw my phone come up on their ID. But I also wanted to let them help me because I think that's the worst thing is the, the awkwardness that people have when you're going through a challenge in your life and they don't quite know how to help so enable them and by enabling them to give you that hand they in turn are going to speak more freely you're going to feel less pressure because you can handle the other things that may take a little more of your your guts that are going to need to get going through whatever else you've got to do let's go to judy davis my best practice is a little bit opposite to that i always said true yeah, I get I get in my car and I get quiet. Um, I find that when life is stressful and chaotic and crazy and sad and everything, that I always am going, going, going. It's like I get on this roller coaster and I can't stop. So what I find is that car rides with nobody with me, no radio on, and just getting in the car and going is like a bit of like meditation and it rejuvenates me it relaxes me and focuses me it lets me just get away from everything and listen and find that balance that I'm seeking so it's you know it's when things get crazy I get quiet and you know it's almost like you know driving Miss Judy (laughs) thing and you know my family always knows when I'm having a tough time they'll even say to me mom why don't you go take a drive and just that that getting away and being with alone with my thoughts. And sometimes it ends up that I have to pull over and just cry on the side of the road. Sometimes I laugh hysterically at myself, but it's just giving myself that space just to be me is so helpful. So that's my best practice. What about you, Judy? <laughs> you know, just like you and like so many of us, we come to accept that it's okay. You know, that's who we are, that's what we're feeling, and it's okay to express that. Um, And I would just say simplify, 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 (laughs) because we, you know, we expect so much of ourselves, and we think that we have to be this super woman, super mom, super, you know, and and do everything. We can't, and we we don't have to. 
mm-hmm. you know, just allow yourself to let go of that and simplify things to so that you and your family can enjoy the holidays more without feeling the pressure. Mm-hmm. That pressure, that there again, there's that pressure that we put on ourselves. Um, and I think it's true. Once you um, give yourself that freedom, or and as Judy Davis is saying, maybe you do need to just, if it's a walk outside, if it's a drive in the car, sometimes if you have to go to the pharmacy, you take the next exit off the highway and go the long way back because you just need that those extra few minutes. I, I used to actually do that with our my kids. Um, I would take, a, not a wrong turn, but I would take a different way and just give us a little extra time in the car. Um, of course, nowadays we all have cell phones, but you turn that cell phone off for 45 minutes and you just uh, spend that extra time. Maybe it is just driving the wrong way, quote unquote, just because you need to get away from what was being held over your head in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's kind of like the computer giving your giving yourself a chance to reboot. <laughs> yeah. You know, just stop, pause, and, you know, take that time and reboot and get, you know, settle down, get back on track, and, you know, give yourself a little bit of space. And don't let other people dictate how you should be handling whatever situation you're in. Yeah. You know, we, we don't give ourselves enough um, credit or stand our ground oftentimes, and that can be a source of strength when we're going through something. We often let other people's ideas of how we should handle things or what we should do. I mean, I think back to the very first deployment when my husband was going to be away from the holidays. Both my family and my husband's family had decided how we should spend the holidays with them, you know, and what we should, I should be doing with my kids because he was going to be gone. And, you know, I had to put my foot down and do some things that were boundaries for our family, but it would be really easy to get sucked into what other people want you to do or think is best for you. So just like I think um, Judy said it earlier in the um, show, really no plan and no what it is that you want out of your holiday season and then stand your ground and and just take it and enjoy what it is even if it's changed from what is typical in your family and your tradition yeah and i think that is so hard for us to that's probably the worst isn't it is standing up to our family as opposed to the neighbors down the way you can say to your neighbor gee no i'm I'm not going to do that or whatever but when you've got your mother-in-law or your father saying something to you that's always the hardest we are going to have to wrap this hour up and it's been a wonderful hour ladies judy davis the direction diva you can find out more about her and also so look for her new book, Right Side Up, at thedirectiondiva.com. You can find her book on Amazon, and her last name is D-A-V-I-S, just like it sounds. Judy Brizendine, we thank you so much for your time. Um, Brizendine is spelled B-R-I-Z-E-N-D-I-N-E. You can find out more about 
that Judy <laughs> on stunnedbygrief.com. And we do encourage you to look for her book and companion journal, Stunned by Grief. Ladies, thank you for a wonderful hour. We appreciate your time and we look forward to hearing from all of you and seeing you all next week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Military Mom Talk Radio. Want more information? Check us out at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com or find us on iTunes for more than 200 free episodes. Drop us an email or find us on Facebook. We are looking forward to another great discussion. We hope you'll join us on Military Mom Talk Radio.